Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. How do you know when God is at work and doing something in your life? When you look back, do you recognize what God has done in the past for you and for humanity? How about trusting that God will do good things in and through you in the future? In this week's message of the week, we hear from Pastor Bryce Blank, who shares from Ezekiel 36 and reminds us that despite our hardened hearts, God is working and moving in us and through us every day. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. sure I don't look that thoughtful when I'm actually answering a question. I'm pretty sure it's more like, what? So let's, uh, let's jump into uh, our scripture. But first, will you please pray with me? Wonderful God, we ask you to open our hearts to you today, to tear down any barriers that we have between us and you. Help our minds to be open to new perspectives, new insights, and for where you are calling us to act and who to be in the world. In this we pray. Amen. So we're continuing our questions series today, Living Our Questions, where we're addressing a different question each week brought forth from you, the congregation. And so um, today we're going to look at the uh, book of Ezekiel to kind of address our question of the day. So um, our scripture comes from Ezekiel 36, 23 through 32. I invite you to follow along with me on the screen. I will make my great name holy, which was degraded among the nations when you dishonored it among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Lord God says. When I make myself holy among you in their sight, I will take you from the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and I will bring you to your own fertile land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be cleansed of all your pollution. I will cleanse you of all your idols I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your stony heart from your body and replace it with a living one. I will give you my spirit so that you may walk according to my regulations and carefully observe my case laws. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanliness and I will summon the grain and make it grow abundantly so that you won't endure famine. I will make abundant the orchards, fruit, and the fields, so that they produce that you will never again endure the shame of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and no good deeds. And you will feel disgust for yourselves because of your sinful and detestable practices. Not for your sake do I act. This is what the Lord God proclaims. Let that be known to you. This is the word of God spoken to us today. So have you ever heard someone use the phrase, harden your heart? It's a phrase used to tell someone that they need to detach from their emotions. If they need to make a difficult choice, harden your heart. And it's a phrase that I was reminded of when reading over our scripture passage from Ezekiel today. 
So I wondered, can someone's heart actually harden? As it turns out, it can. Uh, the picture I have uh, on the screen is of two of the same heart, but on the rest, sorry, on your left side is uh, a healthy heart. And on the right side is uh, something that uh, medical professionals call hypertriophic cardiomyopathy. Nailed it. And uh, basically, it's a condition where the soft tissue of the heart and blood vessels accumulate calcium salts. And the accumulation of these salts block the vessels leading to and around the heart. And this causes the electrical signals, which tell the system to keep beating, to be blocked, which then leads to your heart not beating properly and for the tissue around the heart and in the heart to harden, to fill with calcium. And so the heart literally becomes much like a callus on your skin. It becomes very hard, almost like a rock. And many things can contribute to uh, our hearts failing us, like high blood pressure, which can be something that we're born with, or can be a result of um, our, our habits, our way of living. Um, if we're not eating healthy or if we're not exercising enough, our hearts can also fail us from habits like smoking, which damage the blood vessels in and around the heart. Sometimes our hearts can simply fail because of the use after years and years. However, research has shown that the hardening of hearts, the hardening of our heart, is caused by injury to the heart. And so on that right picture, you can see there's that, that light pink area that's being filled in. It's being hardened by that calcium salt. And during the healing process, after an injury, the heart kind of starts to occur, starts to build up these salts and harden. The, the tissue itself hardens. And this reminds me, I think it's very similar to our behavior as humans sometimes. That as humans, we can become emotionally calloused to the world around us. Our hearts can become hardened by what we see, by what we experience, and an injury in our lives can cause us to develop a hardened heart. At one point or another, I imagine all of us have in some way hardened our heart to someone or some situation. Maybe we've been injured by someone we love. When we put our trust in someone and they let us down, we temporarily might stop trusting them for good reason, right? It takes a long time to build up trust. But sometimes we, we never even build that trust up. We never restore that relationship. And we can stop trusting anyone, regardless if they have broken our trust or not. We have hardened hearts because of our lack of trust in others. Maybe our hardened hearts look like selfishness. We have so many opportunities to choose ourselves over others, and we can forget what it means to actually give of ourselves, to live selflessly. We no longer recognize or even see people in need around us, only what is needed or can be used for our own personal gain. Greed, power, selfishness have hardened our hearts. Another cause of a hardened heart is stress in our life. With so much going on, so much to keep up with, so much to get done, Stress can build and build, and it can become this constant factor in our life. 
Just how, just like how pressure on minerals and rocks beneath the earth's surface uh, push on something to become a stone, sometimes a diamond. The same can happen with us. That our negative stress can build up so much and pressure can build and build and build and our hearts become hardened by the stress and the pressure to perform. Our hearts can be hardened by cutting God out of our life. This is something that can be a conscious choice. We can choose to walk away from God, but it also is something that can happen unintentionally over time. Often we want to make the best, the best choices for ourselves, but sometimes we act upon those out of our own will. We make choices to benefit only us. And sometimes when these choices pan out and they end up being successful, we're validated. We think, yep, I don't need God in my life. I don't need God's guidance because I am doing just fine by myself. Without taking time to pray, to give thanks to God, to acknowledge God in any way, to worship God, we slowly are making that choice to cut God out. Maybe not even realizing what we're doing. Relying on our own devices rather than God leaves us with hardened hearts. When we let our hearts harden, we are turned away from God's love, from God's grace, from God's mercy. We are turning away from joy and compassion and peace that God offers us. With hardened hearts in our most desperate times, we reject the hope of Jesus that brings us light into darkness. When we are functioning with hardened hearts, we might be operating, but we are not actually living. When we fail to live with God in our life and the way of life that God has called each of us to live, it can be hard to even recognize God at work. We might look around at our lives and look around at our world and wonder if God is really present. We might wonder if God is really there at work in our world. Similarly to the hardening of our own hearts, the people of Israel had developed hearts that were hardened toward God. They had rejected his love. They had turned away from him by the way they acted, by the way they thought. And the prophet Ezekiel had witnessed the Israelites enduring hardship. They had suffered injury, you could say. He had witnessed all that they had gone through and had brought them farther and farther and farther away from God. They were people that no longer let God guide their actions or thoughts, guiding their lives. Like us, when we are injured, the Israelites had been hurt. And they had a buildup of calcium salt in their hearts as they tried to move forward. Eventually, they had closed God off altogether. No longer open to God. No longer open to God's ways. Among the many injuries that the Israelites faced, they experienced the city of Jerusalem, the holy city at the center of their society, destroyed by the Babylonians. They had witnessed the fall of their temple, the center of religious life, the symbol of of God among his people, destroyed as well. They had witnessed failed leaders, even someone like King David, who was a man after, excuse me, after God's own heart, fell short. King after king, leader after leader, fell short. They had no savior to lead them through. 
And on top of all this hardship, the Israelites were in exile. They were a people who had lost their own identity, who were slowly losing their own sense of culture. They had to act, to dress, to eat like the Babylonians. They even had to take on Babylonian names. And in the world of the Babylonians, they eventually turned to worshiping false idols. They disobeyed and turned away from the agreement that God had made with Israel, with God's people. They had completely fallen away from God. They had let their hearts become hardened. However, despite how far the Israelites had fallen from God, there was still hope. God had not abandoned the Israelites and was still working to restore their broken relationship. God shares the work that he is doing in their lives with the prophet Ezekiel in a vision, one that Ezekiel feels compelled to share with the nation. He says that I will make my great name holy, which was degraded among the nations with which you dishonored then the nations will know that I am Lord. God points out all the ways that he is at work in the lives of the Israelite people to guide them back to him. God says he works to gather the Israelites, to give them prosperous land, that he will sprinkle water over them, much like the imagery we have for baptism, cleansing them of all their false idols. God says he will go and make their land fertile, that the Israelites will have what they need, that they will not endure famine. And among all that God is doing for the Israelite people, what's most important is what God is doing on the inside. God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your stony heart from your body and replace it with a living one. God works to replace the hardened hearts of the Israelites, giving them a new spirit, one that allows them to truly live in him. That is the good news that Ezekiel brings to the Israelites. And that is the same good news that we have for us today. The work of God in our lives replaces our hardened hearts with life. Now the founder of Methodism, John Wesley, would call this prevenient grace. Prevenient meaning before or preceding. So it's the grace of God that is at work in our lives before we even recognize God, before we even take the step to accept God and God's work in our life. Prevenient grace is God at work in the lives of the Israelites, replacing their hearts and our hearts with life. So when faced with the question for today, is God really at work here? We look no further than the evidence brought about by Ezekiel, that God is always and already at work in our lives, whether we realize it or not. How do we know that God is doing something? We know when we feel called to do something, when we feel moved to act. God is at work in our heart when we feel led to something outside of ourselves. As the source of all goodness, we know that God is at work for good. 
So when we feel compassion for someone in need, we know that God is at work in our hearts. When we see someone in danger, that feeling inside us compelling us to act, that is God at work in our hearts. When we witness injustices happening to those around us, God works in our hearts when we are urged to do something about it. Whether it's innocent people all over the world being displaced by war, finding a home that is safe, a community to be safe in, or whether it's a new law being put into uh, place, protecting those who have been impacted by domestic violence. God is at work in our hearts. Our hardened hearts are replaced with life when we create programs, like we have the PAC program, seeking to end hunger in our community. Our hardened hearts are replaced with life when we seek out partnerships to share our resources, to share what we have, much like we are uh, working with, partnering with Jenkins Assisted Living Center for the mission of the month to share our resources for those who could use them. Our hardened hearts are replaced with life when we choose to support our friends, our family, and neighbors who are going through stressful situations, who need someone to talk to, who need trust extended to them when they are not yet ready to extend trust to us. When we know God is at work in our lives, despite all the ways that humans have found ways to tear each other down, to hurt each other, we know this because we still feel guided to seek life. We know God's at work because we still feel guided to seek goodness. Now, currently, at least not yet, there isn't a way to undo medically a hardened heart. But there are things that can be done to stop the progression of a heart from hardening. Things like regular exercise or proper diet. However, it takes actually seeking out those things to even give our heart and our lives a chance to be healthy from not closing up completely. And the more we give things like exercise or diet a chance to work for us in our life, the better our hearts will be. The same is true with God. The more we give God a chance, the more we will see, the more we will know that it is God at work in our lives. Like a trapeze artist, swinging high in the air, performing dazzling stunts before a crowd. God is the safety net far below, maybe momentarily forgotten, but always there to catch us when we fall. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we seek to do your will in the world. We seek to know your presence. We seek a restored relationship with you. So help us to replace our hearts, our hardened hearts where we have closed ourselves off from emotion, from interactions, from relationships, from stressful situations, from the love of those around us. Help us to have a heart that allows us to live. Live in the knowledge of you, in the guidance of you, and in your love. Help us to know that in situations where we question if you are even there, that you are already there, that you have been there with us and for us, at work for good, 
long before we even asked the question. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.